commence primary ignition. This is Star Wars. Look out! You may fire when ready. From the right center of the galaxy, I'm Rex Condor, and you're listening to Core World News. Your Hornet News show for in-depth coverage and analysis of all the latest stories from around the galaxy. Now for your new segment rundown for December 13, 2019. Fistful of Beskar. Kyber Crystal Comics Corner. Resistance Recap. But first, a special edition of Locked in Foil to Attack Position. Where your hosts Ben, Grant, and Adam give their final predictions for the ending of the rise of Skywalker. Lock in force and attack position. All right. Thank you, Grex. Here we are for another recap of the past week. Um, from uh let's just say the best news program in the galaxy uh regarding Star Wars. Um, all right, we're in the home stretch here. We are a week away, uh, less than a week away from seeing the rise of Skywalker. This is maybe the largest, um, yes. most significant movie occurrence in my, uh, long life. Uh, so yeah, I'm pretty excited about it. Let's, let's run through some predictions here. What do, uh, you guys think? So before we jump into predictions, I just want to say a final trailer came up this week oh, and boy. I watched it so I could spare you guys from it. Because I know you guys don't want to get spoiled on any of the details of this film. Mm-hmm. We're going completely blind. So I watched it, and I got to say, it was effective. And it, I, you know, for a guy who bumped up against some of the things in The Last Jedi, this completely drew me right back into the story, back into the fantasy, back into the magic of Star Wars. It was just, it was glorious, and it was juicy. Like, yeah. it, it felt spoilery, especially uh, for Kylo Ren's arc. I feel like there was a lot of information that uh, came out of that trailer that kind of, changes the my whole perspective on the story of the sequel trilogy itself so uh warning probably don't watch that trailer and we're not going to talk about that trailer but uh, it did come out this week and um i'm sure people are talking about it but i think i think it's just a little too spoily for our discussion yeah so adam and i haven't watched this this trailer we 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 got close to the dark side but we (laughs) chose the light yeah yeah Uh, but i'm glad i'm glad grant took a look and i'm also glad that grant like you have like you've come full circle. Like you've had these doubts and these criticisms and you've wrestled, I've listened to you wrestle with the last Jedi for the past two years. Yeah. And, um, but now it's In like, Oh no, everything makes sense kind of now. Way. I've never been, you know, I've never, yeah, no. I have no real issues with the last Jedi. Just some of the no. logic and storytelling and organic storytelling. I kind of, you have that. film dork issues that are like, not yeah. Critical of the story, but like some like storytelling and like, this is why we love you, Grant. You, yeah. You and this, this, end this up trailer, in particular, this trailer fixes the the kind of Rashomon like tent triptych flashback that it kind of fixes that for me a little bit. And mm-hmm. so now I am just fully in this story and I am ready for the release of this film because it's, it's so, like the magic is back for me. I'm glad I didn't see this trailer because I, I fundamentally disagree with the the term used of fixed because <laughs> that fix is amazing. It doesn't need any fixing, but I'm glad you you're happy. You should Grant. fix this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. It broke. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, for those of you that don't speak film dork, um, tent scene, apparently, uh, the tent scene in that movie was the flashback that the, the two versions of the flashback we had, Luke's flashback and then um, uh, Kylo or Ben Solo's version of the flashback of the critical moment where Luke decides to end his nephew um, because of what he saw in the future. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah. And that, that 
that was just something I was kind of like, oh, where is this all coming from? And I didn't really, I was, uh, I was kind of lingering, hanging on the uh, the words of Luke and just taking taking him at his word. And it was kind of like, I didn't really know what was going on in that moment. And this trailer addresses that. Well, <laughs> like, to, to, to back well, you up, it, it, when you watch that moment, it's much, it's a lot of telling, not showing, right? Yes. Yeah. And you have to take Luke for, at his word. I, yeah, I, right. Or one of them at their word, right? I mean... Right. Or neither of them at their word, which is often yeah. what memory is like, is neither is true. It's somewhere in the middle. Right. Somewhere in the middle. I mean, yeah, very interesting. And and Grant, you you made the, the good criticism that, of course, I didn't even think about, which is just like, you know, Luke wouldn't do that. The Luke we saw that pulled his father, you know, that fought his father, was willing to give up, you know, Luke was willing to die on the, the Death Star, give up everything um, for, because for, of his conviction for like that, you know, his father still had good in him, you know, would just be like, yeah. no, I'm just going to kill this kid, you know. It was also a lot of equals and a paternal figure. And this is a child. This is a nephew. And this is a child. It's a very different scenario, I would say. I would say a scenario where you it would call for even more. Well, so not to renegotiate, not to, you know, (laughs) go over this again and again and again. But but my response always to that is that Luke didn't see Vader do much of anything. Right. Because he was growing up on a farm. He didn't look into Vader's brain and see all the horrible things that Vader had done over the past. So for me, the thought process is that all he knew was his dad (laughs) who abandoned him. Talk about dad issues, needs help and saving as opposed to looking into his nephew's brain and seeing all the atrocities being thought about and carried out in the in the in the in the whims and 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 um uh, of the brain of this child right and right. it's the it's the baby hitler all right right it's what do you right. do with baby hitler right yeah so yeah. i that's a why bit I never more really than that, that guys it's a little bit more than that mm. <laughs> <laughs> that's all we'll say let's get into what have you seen <laughs> what un- unnatural <laughs> things let's, uh, let's get into Greg keeps like dropping these little teasers via text, which I just am about to throw my phone in the freaking fire one of these nights. Yeah, <laughs> I've I've done so well disconnecting. All I do is listen to podcasts and check my email. That's all I've been doing for the last like five days, and now I'm like I can't even trust text. <laughs> well, I feel like we can you know analyze the films together, and yeah, yeah there's no real outlet for that on Twitter because wherever you post, it's going to be a million comments and a oh, yeah. thousand heated you know hot takes. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that that, that whole scene is beautiful and works beautifully with, I think all three films are going to work so beautifully together and it's nice. going to create this harmonious, gorgeous story at the end. I, I just really excited about this final film. And I think that the trailer is worth watching. If you, if you feel like some of the magical lore has been sapped out of it, or if you really want to feel that star Warsian mythos, not mythos, but magic, if you want that magic back, I think definitely watch this trailer. Well, uh, I'm I'm really glad to hear you say that, Grant, because you're the first person to say that. Like, JJ hasn't said that. Daisy Ridley hasn't said that. I mean, I haven't really been following the press junkets that closely. But usually at this point in, you know, as you're approaching a new Star Wars film or any film, it, there's all this like, this is the best experience I ever had. I can't yeah. wait for the public to see this movie. There has been none of that. And it's, it's been very, very nervous. And I mean, maybe it's for this reason that they're just like, you know what? We're not going to try and like and and pump this thing up to be, you know, anything. We're just, get, you know, let the masses sort of decide. Um, and, you know, there's been a lot of the articles I have read. It's sort of been like there's going to be toxic fans that are going to like break this thing down. And then but like that has nothing to do with whether how you with how good this movie is. So uh, but I just you know, I just hope it's great. So 
really makes me feel good knowing at least Grant has seen this thing and, and is going in yeah. this positive way. Because <laughs> I'm, it's, I'm, I don't know. I'm, I, I have, I, it's, it's, it's watching JJ try to stick a landing, you know, and and I haven't seen it yet, and um, and I, I don't, I, but I, I think he's totally capable of it. Me too. Yeah. It's kind of best of both worlds, right? Because we trust Grant. Grant can watch it. Grant's like the the canary in the coal mine, Filter. right? Yeah. Like he can tell us, like he's not going to ruin yes, anything, but yes. it's great, guys. And I'm like, all right, well, that makes me feel. That's all I need. That's all I need. That's to all know I need. It's that's good. I need. Yeah. 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 Great. No, it's it good. I'm back. I'm excited. I'm pumped for this film, and I think mm. Star Wars is as healthy as it's ever been, and as you know, powerful as it's ever been. So I'm, I'm I'm really excited. But let's jump into these predictions, and let's do. How about this will be fun. Let's do what we think is going to happen, and what we want to happen, and that can be unrealistic. That can be funny. It can be whatever. You know what what you want to happen, but what you think will happen. And so let's start with think. What do we think is going to happen? Kind of the commercially viable. What we think JJ is probably you know thinking about what. What's the master of the mystery box going to unfold on us? Uh, just what do you guys think is going to happen? I mean, if I can just give the most like layman generic thing, and, and I haven't given much pre-thought to this at all, but that might actually have some value in this situation. It's um, a surprise. The emperor was never really dead. He's been here. He has this hidden, um, uh, this hidden um, group of or you know of resources a uh, war machine that's been hiding in the unknown regions he's been pulling the strings on uh, the first order the whole time to get you know the the place you know the galaxy right in the position he wants it to be and now it's up for it's up to the you know this small band of resistance and the rest of the galaxy to fight back simultaneously and defeat this wrongdoing once and forever. I mean that that's sort of what I'm getting out of these trailers. Yeah, that kind of lines up a bit with what I'm thinking though. I'm I'm actually going to go more um, either clone slash resurrection route. I think that's how we get you know Matt Smith, who's not in the film apparently. Right, right. <laughs> he's he's a hundred percent young Palpatine. Is my yeah. thought clone Palpatine. <laughs> Yeah, he might be so good as clone Palpatine that I'd want him to stick around for, you know, the next saga or something. You know, like yeah. if, if he's if that casting is so good, I don't see why you just get rid of him. Yeah. Well, I mean, they've got to put a bow on this thing. Like, I'm I'm happy. I'm fine for like many of these major characters, especially heroes and people we like to sort of even, you know, Kylo to carry on after this, you know, this saga. But it's like, I don't know, it it, it will kind of I think it would sort of. <laughs> kick the legs, sweep the legs out from underneath this movie if yeah. the, the Emperor is still a threat after this movie. Yeah. Do you know how old Matt Smith is? I don't. Uh, I think let's he's guess, 30, 38? Late 30s? Yeah, 37. He's exactly oh. as old as, as a clone of Palpatine would be if that clone started right when Palpatine <laughs> died in-universe. The villain is too perfect. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> um, so, I, yeah, I'll, I'll speak more directly to the 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 triad of Ray, Kylo and Palpatine. And I'll say, this is my prediction. Uh, let it, let us engrave it in stone. Uh, Ray and Kylo will vanquish city, vanquish Sidious once Together. and for all. Okay. Yes, but Kylo will either die or sacrifice his connection to the force mm-hmm. to, to help Ray complete this task. Um, I also, if he does die, which I'm almost thinking he may die in the end, because it might be a more interesting relationship with the force goes. If it's not just some familial band of friends and they're all singing Kumbaya, it's more of like Ray is forever linked with this force go and it's romantic and there's love and there's deep, deep, deep care and devotion. Like I think that's such a different take on the force ghost relationship that that might be super interesting. All right. 
Is it going to be like that ghost movie that Casey Affleck was in where he's just wearing a sheet for two no, hours? No, it's just ghosts. It's... All right. No, it's going to be like ghosts. It's straight up crazy and they're All right. Pottery together. I'm on. I'm on board. Um, so here's my Kylo prediction. Um, I think Kylo's going to live and be redeemed. Um, here's my thinking why. Um, so the entire original trilogy was, um, I have to say my father, I have to say my father, I save him in spirit, but he dies. Right. Like that's kind of that. Right. This whole message has been, I give up on this child. I can't like, think about the end of the last Jedi. I can't save him. Right. He tells, he tells the mother that he cannot save her son, which is probably to me, one of the most heartbroken moment, breaking moments in all of star Wars. Like this is it. There's, there's no bringing him back. Well, of course, if you get us, if you're going to lay so much weight on, I can't save him. I can't save him. He killed his father. He's not savable. He's savable. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I was like, oh, a dead silence. I'm like, did I break the podcast? No, I think, I think you might be right is what I'm thinking. Mm -hmm. I just for, uh, yeah. And I guess what I said is more of a, what I want to happen, but um, yeah, but uh, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's the, that's, you know, that seems like the most happy. That's the happy ending we, I think, all want and would feel satisfied and with. But that's and that's the crazy thing. Like I've come around to it. Like I originally don't think I ever was thinking that. I yeah. maybe I'm just getting sappy and old, but I like the redemption arc. I just don't know how you do it in the film. I just don't want another sacrifice. That's the issue. Is like I, I like. Yeah. It's hard, right? Because redemption means yeah. he's still around. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, that falls into the like what yeah, I would I what I want to have happen as well. Mm -hmm. And I mean, it's it, it's a tribute to Adam Driver's performance and and the the script writing as well because it's very much like Vader where it's just like as much as of a terrible person as Kylo Ren is, I'm still rooting for his redemption and I still feel like he's a victim in this situation. Yeah. He's been he's been taken advantage of and yeah, I mean, I don't know. Do you want to move on to what to what yeah. you want to see? Yeah, let's see what, let's talk about what we want to see. Um who wants to go first? Well, I'll go. I, I went first last time, so I'll, I'll be the sacrificial lamb. Um, I mean, and, and so to that end, like I, I would actually, I think there's something to the Freddie Prince Jr. like mathematics, force math, um, and it'd actually be interesting if it was really two on two, and it was sort of like Leia has entered the fray, but. What if, if like Ray actually like momentarily falls to the dark side, gets seduced by Palpatine by some like crazy thing, and actually Kylo has flipped over and decided to help his mother, you know, at the last minute because reasons and like realizes the air in the way, and he also wants to help save um, Ray. So I, I think that would be interesting if in that situation if there's real Palpatine, which I kind of didn't want in the first place, but it, it's that that you know horses out of the barn um if it was actually so like Le um leia and kylo versus ray and palpatine and um it ultimately ends up you know that they they, they defeat um palpatine together but um kylo um he he can't be forgiven for what for what he's done and for killing and ultimately the new Republic or whatever the, the resistance wants to hold him accountable for his crimes. Um, but he, you know, uses his powers to escape and just sort of absconds into the galaxy, um, in exile. And, um, that would be sort of, and, and Ray is ultimately brought back to the light despite her fall, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
<laughs> so, I'm sorry. You're like, well, that's a stupid idea. And no, 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 no. there it is. <laughs> I, I like it. I just took. So the reason why I was kind of hunting about it is because I, I don't know what I want from this film. Does that make sense? Like, I, yeah. you know, yeah. I've really been thinking about it. And, and I, I, you know, if there's so I'm going to kind of approach it from a different angle in terms of like not grandiose plot what I want, because I kind of want them not to give anything that I could think of, because if I can think of it, it's probably not a very good plot. Yeah, I um, same, feel the same way. Thank you. So I that feel does. like and you've kind of both hit on this and, I, and I've been thinking about this for like the last, um, I don't know, month or so. And I don't know if it's physically possible. I don't know if they're going to do it, but I, I want or need needs a hard word because if I don't get it, I'll, I'll be fine. I'll survive. But I want I need something between Kylo and Leia, between Ben and Leia. I I need that like like, yeah, right. That it's set up in, in Force Awakens with the bring our son back. It It is set up in the second film with I can't save your son. You know what I mean? And and like the force between like seeing each other between the stars for a moment like that has to happen. Right. There's and I, I need that for my soul. Right. Yeah. I mean, the the, the odds of her actually being able to like participate in some sort of battle. Yeah. Are, you know, but I think that's really, I, you know, more to your point is like, they need to reestablish some sort of connection. And and I do want redemption for Kylo. I mean, maybe we even get like Kylo force ghost Kylo saying goodbye to his mom. You know what I mean? If you kind of reverse it the other way around that she's still yeah. alive, like so, there needs to be like, I'm just crying. I'm almost crying thinking about it. But like, there needs to be like the mother needs to see her son again. Oh, it's, I've been begging for the Leia yeah. moment this entire time. We almost got in the last Jedi, obviously, when he's attacks. Mm -hmm. the uh, There's definitely a moment there. And I actually was getting emotional in that moment when he was. Oh uh, yeah, lining up his uh, the bridge, yeah. his sights. That was that was kind of emotional. I would love to just see more of that, that push and pull. But yeah, they could uh, sense each other with the through the force. You could tell yeah. with the way that they were shooting yeah. it. It's like yeah, yeah. And so I'll just jump into what I what I really want. But you, you, like you guys said, because I want it, I don't want it. You know what I mean? It's like yep. it's, oh yeah, because totally I that. think it's interesting. <laughs> I don't want it. I want something. I want to be completely have my all my expectations subverted. But um, I love the idea of Rayla. I love like. Ray and Kylo coming together. He yeah. lives. They start a temple together, or maybe mm -hmm. he's severed from the Force, and he's kind of docile afterwards. Like I love that; it's great. And they're and maybe they're romantically evolved. Maybe they're just friends. Who cares? I love the idea of him surviving and that hold that friendship to grow, or something like that. But I have to think there's more misdirection going on with JJ than people think. And I feel like, and I'm gonna. This is a raider. This is a raider theory right now. This is, um, I think it might be more interesting if the, the split P is, is Ray and Anakin and not Kylo and Ray. Mm -hmm. And I think that is a massive like subversion misdirection that I think could be pay off in a super interesting way because it might help Ben find redemption and stop the Vader act. If he sees that Ray has a connection to his grandfather that goes beyond blood and maybe because Ray is also a chosen one, maybe the, the force pendulums back and forth and creates a male chosen one and a female chosen one and a male chosen one and a female chosen one mm. because, because the male has a propensity for destruction and the female has a propensity for creation and it's been doing that since the dawn of time and there's a really deep bond between vader and ray but they're not the same person there's no reincarnation in this theory it's more of just a pendulum that's a that's a raider theory I can get behind. Yeah, I agree. For sure. Much better than the the like sort of reincarnation thing if they're actually 
two halves of the same whole that that's yeah. interesting yeah i do like the idea of chosen ones not chosen one right like there's generational yeah. chosen ones yeah i mean it's very like um you know bringing in the buddha and dalai lama and yeah yeah that's that's kind of what i want to happen or ray Baloff. <laughs> yeah or... <laughs> ray Baloff, she's some ancient evil like some Lord of the Rings esque ancient uh, godlike being that that Palpatine had created. Maybe there's an ancient love between uh, Palpatine or whatever Palpatine is, and then whatever she is, and something. You know, that yeah. might it might be a little bit too Dracula, or whatever. Well, I don't know what that yeah. is, but or that, Frankenstein. Yeah, it could yeah. be something that like yeah. could be something that Palpatine yeah. freed. You know, like that like he freed Abeloth from whatever like prison she was put in by the father. Um, and yeah, so this is, I mean, the legends story for those that aren't up on this, Abeloth was the mother. So if you know the Mortis arc, there was a father and then the two kids. Um, and so it was the father's wife was the mother and she was Abeloth. And, but she was like pure evil, right? She was. Yeah, she fluctuated between light and dark, but um, she became, she mm -hmm. became a dark character in the EU for sure. Yeah. In the EU. Yeah. But a mega powerful. So that, you know. Yeah, so Ray could be some sort of incantation of that because very much, I mean, Anakin is very much the father, right? I mean, in a lot of ways because he he has both sides, and then he had, well, he had the twins, but they didn't really go light and dark. They were both they both broke light. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, it's all super interesting. I would love to dive back in some of those EU books and actually read about Abeloth and, and watch the Mortis arc and compare that stuff, but it's yeah. just hard, hard to find the time when you're getting hit with the Mandalorian resistance. <laughs> and comics, it's like yeah. yeah, the books, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll have a lot more context for it in a week. Yeah, um, you know what? I hope we get. I hope we. I hope we walk out at like, what is it like nine o'clock next next Thursday, and we're like, oh my god, of course. How did none of us see that coming? Yeah. Right? Like that's right. that's what I want out of the, the ninth movie is that like it totally makes sense. It's completely organic, but it's something super surprising that none of us saw coming, but probably should have. Right, exactly. Because yeah. people smarter than us and a whole teams of them have been working on this, you know, with direct focus for years and years and years. So Yeah. Right. Um yeah, I you know, I, I have faith in Kathleen, the whole Lucasfilm group and JJ. I think mm -hmm. it's something too. And finally, before we jump off this topic, how do we feel about cloning before we go into the rise of Skywalker? <laughs> uh, no, sir, I don't like it. You don't like it. OK, Adam, um, I could take or leave it depending on how it's done. It's been to me, it's part of Star Wars DNA, right? Because one of the first things I remember from Star Wars is uh, serve my father faithfully in the Clone Wars. And that blew my mind as a ch yeah. child. Was that <laughs> right. mean? Um, and the fact that like we even get clones mentioned in force awakens right this is why someone wanted to go with a clone army didn't someone say that didn't well, asthma say that yeah so, yeah she did say that i mean i i will amend what i said to like i don't want to see cloning of force users i think that should not be a thing i if it happens it to me it's just to clone the shell does that make sense so if it's matt smith it's just the clone of the shell and they did some dark magics to to instill him with you yeah you yeah i agree What's, with you i don't i don't want i don't want the the force to be clonable right right yeah. well, what about baby yoda and a lot of this setup of cloning that we're getting in the mandalorian Ugh, what no. setup of cloning the, <laughs> well, the uh, patch on the the yeah. uh sleeve and then the um patch uh, on the sleeve yeah yeah there's a camino patch on the, the oh oh yeah the doctor yeah yeah, yeah. 
Uh, I don't. I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> to be to be honest, like, like, yeah. for that reason, I don't. I don't want a clone of Yoda to be just another Yoda. What's the point then? Then we're just back to midichlorians. Not to not to put too fine a point on it, right? Like we're just back yeah. to. Well, I, you know, JJ did talk to George before going into the Rise of Skywalker, and they did talk about midi chlorians. Like he did state state that he said George hasn't dropped that facet. That's still a part of the universe. You know. Well, I mean, so this goes against Freddie Prince Jr. math because if you can start cloning super powerful um, force wielders, you're playing God. Like you're above the wills, and you're like, well, you know, you're unbalancing the force that way. Right. From from a movie standpoint, too, then the end of this movie is not an end. Right. Because once you bring cloning and like, so why don't we just have episode 10 where like all of our favorites are back again because of cloning. Also, see the new run of the X-Men comics like. OK, it, oh, yeah, Donna, that's fantastic. Yeah, it's a little too plot like loopy and like yeah. of, it's a step too far. Even like I, I mean, I'm sure people smarter than me will be able to sort of couch this sort of force or like spirit transfer i mean we saw astral projection in the last jedi and i thought that was pretty cool um but like as far as actually putting your spirit in another person i mean i guess right it it happened if you read the bane series there's some some spirit transfer there but that's not canon anymore um and that was even almost a step too far for me but i mean i'm sure they could do it in a way that i'd be like all right i can get behind it sure um, but what about the cave scene in The Last Jedi and Ray sees, you know, a multitude of, of herself just in a line? Do we think that that plays to the cloning, to a major cloning reveal in the next film? I think it could. It could, <laughs> certainly could. I just, uh, there's a part of me that just doesn't, and I don't know why, because I guess it's a perfectly good plot tool, but like, I don't want to see the Force unleashed as, as is like the story for the, the end of this. this yeah, story. I think I, I agree yeah. with you. I don't want to see lots of tubes and, and and clones in this in this film at all. But um, I don't mind seeing maybe the relics of a past cloning process that had happened. But I don't want it. I don't want it to be like in the film, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that it could also like the the many the many rays could be legacy, right? Where she's like this spirit that keeps returning, and like we, sure. you know, maybe maybe like Abeloth, but maybe something different. Where it's just like, oh no, this, you know, this she's this powerful spirit we've never heard of. And it just, yeah. she comes back every thousand years or something. There's another one born. Like I, I can't put a finger on the exact yeah. Uh, yeah, religious yeah. story, but it happens in, in religions and stuff like that. So, yeah. Or we all contain multitudes and, and you know, that whole storyline, that's not anything other than that. Everyone is, has multiple paths they can take and multiple versions right. of themselves. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. I mean, it could be, yeah, Grant, you had that theory before that, like, there's all these cloned rays, but there's one that actually works. And, you know, Carrie Russell's character spirits it away to sort of like, <laughs> yeah, hide it. That was, you know? that was an in-depth theory about how oh, yeah. Zori Bliss could be the Emperor's hand. But I, I doubt that's, I think Zori Bliss uh. is just, the galaxy is much bigger than we think it is as fans. And I feel like Zori Bliss is just another. Oh, just another. another yeah. yeah. Could be. Yep. Yeah. Interesting. Um, yeah, we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah. yeah, if you uh, have your own theories, feel free to share them with us, um, and we'll know for certain next week. We'll know for certain in six days, four hours, and five minutes. <laughs> Hoot. That's it, I'm counting. And now, to Fistful of Beskar. 
All right. Um, welcome uh, to another edition of Fistful of Beskar. We got uh, a new episode dropped today, and this is the sixth episode called The Prisoner. Um, what do we think of this episode? Uh, top notch. So much fun. Yeah, fantastic. Long another adventure. This is our first real um, uh, ensemble cast that we get. Mm-hmm. You know, this whole thing, which is sort of hard to believe. Yeah. Um, it, feels, it feels like the wild bunch a little bit. Very uh, much so. Definitely yeah. their past. Definitely their past sounds like yeah. the wild bunch. Oh, yeah, totally. Didn't think yeah. And it. And it's just, it's another, it's kind of a second one in a row or third one in a row of just a standalone episode. I, I was talking with my wife about it. It's just interesting. You have eight episodes in a season and like right in the middle, they just do these standalone adventures, which I'm I'm kind of loving, right? Like if you look yeah. at the overarching plot of the season, Hired to, to get Baby Yoda, gets Baby Yoda, doesn't give Baby Yoda, goes on the run. That's the plot. Right. And yeah. he's currently on the run, which I like. Like, it's 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 really kind of not what I was expecting in a good way. Yeah, so great. I could watch this forever and ever. Yeah. I mean, I do sort of be like, well, get a plan, man. You know, but it's just like they've established, well, nope, they're going to, tra- you know, chase you forever. And he's like, all right, you know, well, <laughs> like, just keep running. You know, man's got to yeah. eat, right? Mando's yeah. got to eat. So he's like just trying to get paid and and, you know hunting down whatever opportunities he has and we're not clued into how we just know he hates droids and he loves this baby yoda and uh that's all you need yeah it's it's essentially like uh the the dollars trilogy meets lone wolf and cub and and this character is 100 percent a drifter at this point and just having these wild and crazy adventures each episode and i'm i'm down for that i like i love yeah. that and um i yeah. love the standalone adventure adam because that's exactly how i feel these episodes that, yeah. That's a best. That's a good way to to represent what these episodes are. I feel like they are little adventures. It's great. Yeah. There's one possible shortcoming with that, um, and it's not a big thing. But I was watching it, and and Carly turned to me and said, "Where's Baby Yoda?" And I said, um, they, "He's hidden somewhere. Don't worry. The bad guys will find him." <laughs> and like, yeah. And then they, you know, because that's kind of what we've had three episodes in a row in some ways, right? Of like, of of, which again. I mean, it makes sense. You have this character. You, you have a baby. You're going to hide him away. If people are in your ship, they're going to find him. But it's kind of like you could see that one coming a mile away. But one thing they did this this episode that was kind of creative is that they didn't have them immediately think, oh, it's a mark or it's something else. They just thought it was a pet for a while. <laughs> yeah, is this some kind of pet or something? Yeah, which is very Star Wars. We don't know what's sentient and what's not. Now, ever since the last week, I found out that Shalacious B. Crumb is not sentient. It's kind of changed my worldview what who said that wikipedia kalaki and link monkey <laughs> lizards are not sentient creatures i disagree yeah i disagree entirely um yeah how can they be like bouncers at a casino if they're not sentient? Yeah. they have a sense of humor <laughs> can <laughs> true, we, true can we talk about the all-star cast of this yeah episode? please so uh, we got we got mark booth jr who i know from the dark knight and a few other films but um just does a spectacular job. I think his name is Fran in this episode. He's kind of the ringleader of this posse and owns this little installation. Yeah, I know him as Bobby from Sons of Anarchy. Um, oh. Yeah, he's awesome. He was he's so perfect in this role. Yeah, as a yeah, Ranzar Malik or Malk Malk. I think M A L K. Malk. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, is that his name? All right. Yeah, I may be cheating with Wikipedia. All right. No, that's good um, because I, I had yeah. I wrote down Fran. Yeah. It might be huh. they only <laughs> said it once. I heard like Bran or something. Yeah. Yeah. I had Ren. I my original <laughs> was Ren. So we're all kind of so, okay. like you know, you throw them all together, you get Wait, what, Ranzar Malik Malk. 
What's the, that's the actual name? Okay. Renzar Malk. So I think they called him Ran or Ren for short. Yeah, and then someone called him Malk just to make it extra confusing. Yeah. All right. So yeah. then we get uh, let's get, let's do an order of appearance, right? So then we get Bill yeah. Burr as Mayfeld. Yep. yep. Yeah. We have Space Bostonians now. Yeah. yeah Space <laughs> Bostonians. Actually, so what? So there's the. I think one of the greatest lines was just like he's like, oh, he's an Imperial sharpshooter, and I forget what the yeah. line was, but he's like, isn't that like a contradiction in terms? And he was like, I wasn't a stormtrooper. <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was great. Yeah. But like, did he say like I thought he like then like cursed in like a like he did he said uh I mean the man said, no he says wise ass wise oh ass. yeah <laughs> all right I guess that works yeah, yeah. very it was very Bill Burr and um, yeah yeah so but, but yeah it's funny he's a real sharpshooter and Mando's like that's not saying much <laughs> yeah yeah that's not saying yeah. much yeah yeah <laughs> so uh, funny line. That's good times. Then we get Clancy Brown as I have written as Berg. Uh, yes, correct. B U R G Berg. Okay. Uh, great Deveronian knocks it out of the park. This is probably my favorite character in the episode. <laughs> it's pretty great. I mean, just the fight scene alone in the control room is amazing. He just inhabited that Deveronian makeup in such a wonderful way. Like Clancy Brown was just meant to be a Deveronian or some kind yes. of like like the Clatoonians we saw in the last episode, some kind of like bestial, yeah. powerful, you know, crazy uh, species. I thought he did a great job. Yeah, um, I was I was really psyched to get some like in depth with a Deveronian. Like always, love to get new aliens in there. But like I think the only real time we see Deveronians before this in live action is in um, the uh, cantina scene, and he's just got like this weird shifty eyes character <laughs> in the background. But like he still yeah. sort of like used some of that in his performance, and then was like your classic tanky, you know, heavy muscle. Yeah, guy yeah, for, yeah. For the thing, they're always like chortling or snickering in the yep. background. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Devilish, you could say. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little bit. Oh my god. <laughs> How awesome was the flamethrower scene? Oh, yes. yeah, that was great. Uh, or him just destroying those two droids. <laughs> yeah, he that was incredible. He like power bombs a droid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he like threw a droid the size of a refrigerator at another droid the size of a refrigerator. <laughs> it was such a dumb scene. Like, like they needed to establish that he's like strong or something, and like it was just so cool to see him interact with those droids because they're hovering, they're massive, they're awkward. But yeah. it's just like it, it, you know, it was really nice to sort of break down that wall and be like, have them interact together. It was yeah. really cool to see. Totally. Uh, then we have the droid zero. Yeah. Q nine dash zeros. Yes. Saw in the credits. Nice. Yep. And that's and he's voiced by Richard A. A. Yes. Yeah. 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 Uh, and if anyone doesn't know who that is and has not seen the British show The IT Crowd, you have homework. Oh. Yeah, he's All right. absolutely hilarious. Yes. Um, he's in a few films, too, that I've seen recently that are he does. comedies, and he is just laugh-out-loud hilarious. I he think. also does a ton of what they refer to as panel shows in England, which are basically just you know game shows with, with famous people on it. And like yeah. th those are my happy place when I'm just feeling like I just don't know what to do. I just watch, like, I just watch um, you know, eight out, cat, 8 out of 10 Cats does Countdown. That probably means nothing to anyone, but wow. Google that as well. I've got some homework to do, I guess. You do. Yeah. You know, we might be we might be uh, Anglophiles here at the Sternborn household. So, yeah, we kind of are over here at the Disney yeah. also. Um, who else do we? Oh, we have uh, Natalia Tena yeah. as Sean. So that's it's X I A N. 
Um, Apostrophe you, A-N, yeah. Yeah, you might recognize her. She's in the Harry Potters film. She plays Tonks, and she was in Game of Thrones as one of the wildlings. Oh, was she the um, the main um, well, yeah. Asha, but they changed her name for the show. Um, yeah, okay. I think so. Yeah, she was kind of the big one. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. There's always the knife wielder in the box. Yep. Right. <laughs> she's great, like, she is, uh, she's really know, firing on all cylinders in this episode. And I feel like it kind of feels like a little bit like Bellatrix Lestrange and Harry Potter now that you bring really? it up. Uh, she, she is just uh, such a lively character. I want to see more of her. I hope she, I hope we see her in season two. Like, Oh, we will. Super, super. And she has a past with the Mandalorian. It was great to get a little bit of backstory on the Mandalorian through this, through this posse he used to run with i thought yeah. that was a brilliant way to give us a little bit more about the guy under the mask yeah uh, yeah what yeah. was uh without was... giving anything away though because i was like <laughs> yeah so he interact in an adult way with females with his helmet on and they did not answer uh, that. yes <laughs> and then mayfield leads the line did you two make that when he was yeah, pointing yeah, at right. baby Yoda. <laughs> yeah that was a good line i mean yeah. as much as i'm not a fan of bill burr these days uh they used him well yeah they they made him a good bad guy yeah, I was yeah definitely rooting for his demise. Yeah, uh, which We're... you don't get. <laughs> nope. Yeah. <laughs> all these carries, all these characters carry over to the next, I guess, season because they're all still kicking. And uh, and uh, I guess it's a little bit of a reveal, but um, yeah, I don't think that none of these guys really get taken out. Which is they, they can still be <laughs> except for the droid. <laughs> right, right. The droid gets. Yeah. But then again, IG Eleven might come back. I mean, droids always have a second life, and then if someone wants to. You know, restore them. Yeah, yeah. Give them a soul bath. True. I did love um, uh, Z. So Q nine zero zero or Z is what they they called him it during the show. Um, he had a uh, EE three blaster, mm. which is uh, Boba Fett's blaster. Um, oh, in right. the trilogy, and um, I didn't. He just sort of like pulled it off like the shelf. Like when he started investigating, looking around for Baby Yoda, and um, I at first I thought like, oh, is that just sort of like sitting there? That's one of you know the Mandalorian's like blasters he has just around. But I, I have a feeling it was probably um, his own prop and he carried around. Um, but that's that's a pretty big. I don't know. You get like the Mandalorian and you get like an EE three right there. Yeah. It's, it sort of gets me excited and Boba Fett excited. Yeah. Yeah, so they infiltrate this prison. The job is to go infiltrate this prison. Oh, well, hold on. Are we? Are you? Are we uh, done talking about who's in the episode? <laughs> or are you just gonna do uh, it? Uh, literally, no, we're gonna talk Let's about the, save that the yeah. itself, and then oh, okay. break All into right. the uh, the yeah. New Republic soldier and some of the people that arrive at the end of this story. And All right, breaking you, out. You guy. may continue. <laughs> right. So the job is to take this crew, which. Uh, we find out the Mandalorian will not be piloting his ship on this mission. It will be Zero will be piloting the ship. And this might be some of the best piloting we ever see oh. in Star Wars. Like it was it, the yep. coolest piloting sequence, yeah, I've ever seen. And it yeah, made a lot of sense. Like, it, only a droid could do it, right? Like, yeah. it's craziness. And you know, that was fun. Yeah, so Zero gets him in there. Mando hawks the uh, hacks. He slices into the, the, the hatch to get inside the prison. Bill Bird is point. They they go through this prison and then they take out all of these security droids. What do we think of the New Republic security droids? Those are cool, man. Yeah, so we yeah, haven't yeah. seen that design before, which I find amazing. I assumed we'd get some reprogrammed things or some mishmash, but those are new droids. I wonder if we know anyone in the New Republic era that's been dealing with droids. Hmm. <laughs> 
Does it rhyme Rango. with Rambo Meow Mizian? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Maybe we see these droids in like Battalion next week. I don't know. Uh, they kind of give me like a Battlestar Galactica vibe a little bit. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah, I, I, they were neat. Um, they, they were the closest thing I think we've seen to like the animated versions of droids in in live action. If that makes any sense, they seem very Clone Warsy. Yeah, yeah, very cool. I like. I loved how obviously we see the Mandalorian take out four at <laughs> yep. once, and yeah. um, it was awesome. Like that, that was one of the coolest fight scenes I've ever seen. Yeah, it was great. Really, really beautiful choreography. Um, although it's probably all digital elements, they're clearly CG, but um, just really beautifully done. Uh, it feels tactile. It feels haptic. Like, you feel like he's actually hitting them. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's totally. there obviously was like some things swapped in. You see, like he like he beats one with an arm. You know, like <laughs> it's yeah, pretty interesting. Beheads one with his like with his his toe cable, and yeah, pretty cool. Sets one on fire. I don't know how you, mm-hmm. you know you can set droids on fire, but I guess there's a lot of oil. Apparently, in them, right? so, sure. Yeah, Out against it, the wall, that flamethrower comes out. I know he uses that flamethrower <laughs> like like six times a day. He loves that thing. He probably he really does. Heals yeah. with that thing. I, I had no idea. Like I want a flamethrower. <laughs> they were so handy. Mounted flamethrower. Yeah, like, sounds like useful. Super uh, useful. I could get rid of the rid snow of in my yard. Yeah. <laughs> so then they um. They make their way to the control room, mm-hmm. and we meet a new character. And yes. this is a New Republic soldier, as as listed in the credits. Uh, but it's played by Matt Lantern, and if you don't know Matt Lantern, he voices Anakin in yeah. the Clone Wars. Series. Yeah, yeah. I didn't I didn't catch that until I watched the um the credits at the end, and I was like, oh, no kidding. Yeah, yeah. I never would have known. I don't think. And no. he does a really good job of of dis- disguising his voice, and he sounds totally different from Anakin in this episode. Yeah. Is He's an actor. He's a professional. Of course he is. So yeah. it, was, it was really great. And uh, <laughs> it was funny that he's listed as a Repu- New Republic soldier because he, <laughs> the whole scene's about they ask him what his name yeah. and you get his yeah, name. It's really weird. <laughs> yeah, it's it's Davin, but it's really yeah. weird that they, they didn't. Yeah, he was like, okay, weird. Yeah, and they list him as Davin. Yeah, yeah. New Republic soldier. I think they were just like, well, yeah, interesting. And so they they focused on his boots and then they are like, oh, it matches his like yeah. his like waist, whatever, like his belt, his utility belt. Yeah. Was there were we supposed to pick something up there? Like I thought they were like those were stormtrooper boots or something, and that was like a stormtrooper utility belt. Like he was like a recovered uh, a reformed stormtrooper or something. I took it as them kind of making fun of his outfit. So yeah. That's all. Like, yeah. Right, because he wears a uniform and they're and like, it matches. Stuff. It's a little posh. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah, I get that. Um, then they unlock the cell to the person that they're they're there to break out, and it's I, I wrote down his name as Quinn, and he is the brother of Shion. Yep. Yeah, also a Twilic. And um, I wrote down Quinn. Is that what you guys wrote down? Uh, correct. Yes. So I have. Very cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that feels a little bit like for a few dollars more. Feels like uh, the breakout of of India from the prison a little mm-hmm. bit. Uh, so definitely some. There's a lot of influence from Western films in this episode too um and uh his character is interesting and i'm definitely getting a bib fortuna vibe from these twilics like i like the the last twilic i'm thinking about is harrison dula because always she's always been kind of elegant and kind of a more beautiful character and these are very kind of like feral feral yeah, yeah. Gian pissed at like everything she saw yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, when when Clancy Brown and uh, when Berg and Sheon are like growling at each other, I was like, "This is great." Yeah, <laughs> this is great. Um, so he, they break him out. Um, we don't. Uh, uh, we know that the Mandalorian from from exposition. We know that the Mandalorian is the reason why he's in prison. That he dumped him on the last job that he he worked on, worked with them on and they kind of he's the reason why he's in that cell and there's kind of no animosity there it's kind of like oh you're here to break me out and i i feel like there was a little like a lack of animosity but at the same time there is secret animosity going on yeah. well it's yeah it's odd right especially because he's working with uh, the mandalorian's working with the guy's sister <laughs> and you think he she he would have been a little more like uh, maybe I shouldn't be working with this person. I threw her. I just abandoned her brothers at some point, but whatever. Right. I don't question that sort of logic because I just I when I watch the show, I just I'm 12 years old again. Like I don't even yeah. Mandalorian's is going to get different jobs every episode. And I'm totally fine with that. Like, I'm not going to ask those, yep. those motivation questions because I feel like there are <laughs> you could you don't want to dig in that direction. No. Yeah. Um, but Quinn was fun. Uh, definitely has a bit of Fortuna vibe. He's got that kind of bulging skull. Yeah. Uh, look to him he looks he's got some scarring uh just a super gritty kind of like uh like you said feral like uh twillick which was really cool yeah. he, uh, he's the actor did a great job he like he looked dangerous you're just like yeah. oh and he's you don't want him i didn't want him on the razor crest because i was like i don't want that thing near kids like yeah, yeah yeah he was yeah just totally unscrupulous was like willing to like kill his sister in a way like yeah huh. um you know who the actor's last what the actor's last name is I saw it read. It's like a hyphenated name, yeah. Cordova or something. Uh, like yeah, Cruz well, Cordova, <laughs> which I thought was yeah. funny. <laughs> we'll yes. talk about Cordova on our whatever episode we're doing, our Jedi Fallen Order. Uh, yeah, it's coming discussion. soon. Yeah, coming soon. Next week. Uh, so then we get a bunch of little, uh, they 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 uh, betray Mando. They kick him into Quinn's cell, shut the door. Uh, the Really cool to see the blaster ball go off and see it ricochet off the wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That was really cool. Well, you quit it already. I already tried that. It's hermetically sealed. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so then we get a lot of little skirmishes after that. We get like, you know, Mando takes out each one of them one by one uh, after he breaks out, hacks into the control control room, shuts the doors on them, much like Force Awakens in the Rathtar scene. And, yeah. Uh, and um, then he just takes them out one by one. But uh, my favorite of those fights was the the, the Berg versus Mando, Mando fight. I thought that was super He looked like he was in a tight spot. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's a, it it's interesting. It turned into like almost a horror movie. Like yeah. there like it it's interesting. Like it took a very alien um directing style like when he was sneaking up on um Mayfield's um character, right? And the and it would flash and he'd be there and flash again he wasn't there. It flash, <laughs> he'd be slightly closer. It was actually yeah, yeah. more comedic. And then <laughs> yeah. and then uh and then uh you know Zero versus Baby Yoda was also very like yeah it reminded me of um of like Gremlins 2. Yeah. Oh definitely. Yeah. Good call. Uh yeah it was definitely Gremlins 2. Yeah. Uh, well, that not one you're like it's two two yeah, it's definitely two because like because like yeah because you know uh because uh you know the mogwai uh gizmo you know gets into action right right yeah that was pretty funny too i was wondering how that went and then there's that that fantastic scene where he's like all right i'm gonna have to use the force to save myself and he's like <laughs> yeah. what did i do he looks at his hand like yeah i don't mean to do that and you're like oh no it's just the mando again and i was like damn like 
Grant's right again. Like he's going evil. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but not yet. I'm telling you, not he's yet. innocent. He's a uh, he's, he's a pretty he's innocent little guy. But um, the who who would have thought you know Hans <laughs> Harrison Ford's in, injury on the Force Awakens would begin a, a slew of door related violence. it's like in this episode we get clancy brown gets taken out by the door in the first episode guy gets bisected by the door like i love the environment being used as a weapon in star wars because i've always looked back at the empire strikes back and some of these contraptions that are opening and shutting really quickly obviously there's speed ramping involved and it's just like yeah there's it's it's scary like a lot of these doors in the star wars galaxy are frightening like i'd be nervous every time i'd walk through a threshold (laughs) yeah i lost a foot (laughs) Right. Absolutely. I I like the fact that um, they've created this Mandalorian like we've we've sort of established that he's like the Native American character within like this this space Western. But like he in that he's very connected to his environment and like has this holistic understanding through his fighting style of like what he's interacting with. And so it's like he has this relationship with his armor, which is like very technical and, um, you know, and, and, and mechanical. But he also does that within ships and like he's like that's all part of his his fighting style is like using his environment to um, subdue his his prey and his quarry. So I yeah. just think that's sort of great how he's like once, you know, like as soon as he was in the, the uh, control room of this prison ship, you know, that that was another weapon for him. He was going to use that to the full extent. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. yeah. In the environment wherever he is so it's always interesting. he's a very deadly character and from we hear a lot about his backstory in this episode and he seems to have been a very ruthless you know mercenary in the past and uh baby yoda is kind of pulling him towards the light i feel and this is kind of a new turn for his character but he's also a very principled character yeah he has his own guiding you know yeah well he, he seems to like like he didn't want to kill matt lanter you know like he he was like, we, there's no need to kill him. And like, I, I kind of didn't know where this was coming from. Like, I thought he was a ruthless killer. Like, that was what he was about. But like on this one, like he didn't even, you know, these, these nope. people that tried to kill him, he didn't even kill them. And I wonder if, you know, if it's going the other way where he's not corrupting Baby Yoda, but just like you said, Grant, like it's the Baby Yoda is helping him see the light and finding a new way. That seems so. to be what they're going for. Yeah. And also, Shion brings up a uh, past event. I think the planet on planet the planet Advoc Nine or something. I, I don't know what. Yeah, she's, yeah, good, yeah. good memory. She brings up a planet and a kind of heist that they had taken part in, and she she talks about the Mandalorian as being especially gruesome during that that conflict, and we don't really know. And it's shrouded in mystery, but uh, he has a very dark origin. It seems. Yeah, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Um. So uh, each each of the. The bandits or the posse members gets taken care of by the Mando, and then uh, just the Mando and Quinn get aboard the ship and escape. Um, and once they arrive back at, um, is, is it? It's not Fran. What's his name? The uh, the ringleader's name. And uh, it's uh, Ren, Ren or Ran, Ran. Ranzak or something. I'll say Ran. Ran uh, Ranzar. So then they get back at Ranzar. Literally just clicked off the page for one second when you asked that question. <laughs> yeah. So then they get back to Ranzar's installation, hands over Quinn, gets paid, and uh, uh, right after he leaves, of course, everyone's got to everyone's got to double cross him. So there, yep. there's a kill order, and Quinn's going to take a fighter out and take take down the Mandalorian. But uh, big reveal: there's tracking beacon 
linked to the New Republic, and then the distress call goes out, and who do we get? A New Republic attack squadron just soars in. Oh, X wings, baby! Yeah, man. Yep. And uh, and who's piloting those X wings? <laughs> uh, yeah, who is piloting those X wings? <laughs> Dave um, Filoni, the first one we see is like. Yep. No doubt, cannot miss yep. it. Like classic shot, looking into the face of the pilot yeah. of Dexter, yep. and it's Dave Filoni in the cockpit, <laughs> just like you know, to emotionlessly, yep. just like adjusting switches, just like classic. Yep. Like, so. yeah. I was just say, like, I, I, I've got a signal on the tracking beacon. Is that his line? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is great. Pretty, pretty classic line. Yeah, yeah. And um, yeah, yeah. And it was just the other, is the other pilot Rick Fumi. Yeah. Yes. And the other one is, is Deborah, Deborah Chow. Chow. Oh, yes. Chow yeah. So it's all three directors. Wow. By the way, they're, let's just go through their names. Their in-universe names. Dave Filoni's name is Trapper Wolf. <laughs> Trapper Wolf. Of course it is. Yeah. It is, you know. uh, Rick Fumiaya's <laughs> name is Jib Dodger. Jib okay. Dodger. <laughs> yep. And Deborah Chow is Sash Ketter. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. These are all like great. portmanteaus or like related yeah. historical. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. yeah. yeah um, Trapper sure. Wolf's a little on the nose there. Yeah, that's. Yeah. <laughs> he had to break break all the laws in governing naming in Star Wars. Just, you know, he needed to be. Wolf needed to be in there. And then Trapper just, yep, that works. Yeah. Yeah. That's very Dave. Yeah. Um, that was so great. They were actually great pilots. It was just sort of a funny thing. And it, and it was like. Just that like kiss of nostalgia, you know, where we got we got like Tatooine the last time, which was just like great and seeing Jawas and like this one. I, I love the fact that it was like started on a space station. You knew you didn't even get the establishing shot of it at yeah. first. You just had like nope. the hangar door, but you knew it was like the space station. It could be like huge, could be small. Um, but then, um, yeah, this time it was the X-Wings. It sort of swung in and it was just like my heart flutters whenever I see something like that. I think going forward, that's all they really need to do is just have this little dollop of something that you've seen before, yeah. some synergy, some nostalgia in whatever direction they go. And it's really going to make, you know, keep Star Wars magical. Yeah. Um, Agreed. So, yeah. so um, yeah, so we did it. And yeah, so he escapes and uh, it was a great, another great ploy. And um, yeah, really, really fun episode. And who knows where he's going to go next week? Yeah. Who knows? But I'd be remiss not to, not to, uh, uh, talk about the Gungan line that Bill Bird dropped. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes, thank oh. you. Yeah, yeah, he even speaks Gungan for a second. Wow, yeah, there was yeah, a lot of... That was hilarious. You said, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That was pretty funny, yeah. Burr's character had, like, yeah, he was, I mean, I guess it was funny. He was, like, he was good for that character. It was, like, a wisecracking, you know, ex-Imperial. Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah. That's sort of it was sort of funny. They they got a lot into like the lore of the Mando, which is like, oh, like what does his face look like? Like why do they want to see his face? It was just like, I don't know. It it, it was really cool. Like they, it, you felt in it. Like that's what it would be like being around those like really malevolent creatures. They're constantly at each other's throats and like, yeah. you know, trying to find weaknesses in each other's game and all that. And it was just like, you know, you knew it was going to be on. It felt dangerous. They did a good job of that. Like I just kept yeah. waiting for things to pop off. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And then of course you had a baby into the mix, and it's like, <laughs> you know, it gets like where he like pretended to drop the baby. Like that oh, was. Oh man, that ugh. was. Yeah, that was hard to watch. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the turbulence, the and then Yoda just tumbling on the ground. Oh yeah, and then then he did actually hit the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, you're like oh man. 
Like, no. Well, the Mando went for him. Really tried <laughs> yeah, to get him. Yeah, like carved yeah. him in his body. But then, like you know, like Bill Burr, like or Mayfield or Mayfeld was, uh, you know, trying to, you know, like faked it, and it made Mando flinch, which is yeah. like telling, you know. Yeah. yeah, and I like. There's a line at the beginning where um, the Mando's looking at uh, looking at Ranzar, and Ranzar goes, "What's that look?" Is, yeah. it grat- is it gratitude? I love that. That was a great line. line. Yeah. That was a great line. Yeah, making, you know, haha visor jokes. Yeah. Right. Before we jump, we're going to jump off this, but before we do, do you guys want, when he does reveal his face, do you want it to be just in one episode, he just takes off the helmet and it's full reveal? Or would you like a, like some teases where maybe some light gets in the visor, we see his eyes, maybe there's like a, maybe they do like he does take it off in a dark room and there's like this snooted kind of slit lighting where you can see his eye like for a second or do you want it to be a full reveal when it does happen or if it does happen yeah i kind of don't yeah. want to see it happen but if i do i want i think i want full reveal handsome yeah. pas you know um pablo and like mustache yeah oh, i yeah. think yeah. that's yeah. necessary mustache <laughs> I, so that's the thing is if they're going to do it, don't tease it because we all know what Pedro Pascal looks like. Do you know what I mean? Like it'd be a weird thing to tease. Um, kind of right. like last episode, right. which by the way, they remember those boots following him. We still don't know who belongs to those spurred space boots. See, that makes me think it's Gene. Uh, well, let's let's keep talking about the helmet for a second. But um, yeah. 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 So what are you saying? No. So I was going to say, I, yeah. I, I feel like they're going to take it off and I feel like it's going to be very private, you know, because they talk about he only takes it off when he's alone. But I think he's going to do it with Baby Yoda. I think that's going to be the rumor. Oh, is that is that perfect. this is that's my good pin call. now? I can take it off in front of him. Like this is that's where it's going to be. Is that it's going to not be like to anyone but Baby Yoda? And then Baby Yoda like rubs his cheek like Honded Kylo. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> You're just in a puddle. Plays with, yeah. plays yeah. with his flowing mustache. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is gold, guys. I, I see. For me, I would, I would like some teases. I wouldn't mind some light getting in the visor. Big explosion. Maybe you see a little bit of the face for a second. Like, I, I wouldn't mind a few teases before we get the, you know, before he takes I think, it off. I think we've seen that actually when um he was in like the rice paddy community. There was yep. like daylight, <clears throat> and you could actually see, you could see through the visor a little bit. Hmm. Oh, it I'm wasn't a tight, but it was like a medium, and you could see into the visor and see there's a face there. Yeah. yeah. That's cool. Well, yeah, but oh, back to the Spurs rattling and that mystery character. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this being episode six and us not getting yep. any kind of uh, push in lore based on that character, any kind of reveal about what that who that character is. Yeah. I think it's Giancarlo Esposito. It's yeah. I'm. He's the only one that hasn't been introduced yet, right? Yeah. And we have two episodes, yeah. and he basically has to come in in seven, and then that has to wrap up in eight or what? It's eight episodes, right? Is that yep. the total? Yeah. 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 Two more episodes. I mean. Yeah, so. It could be a different bounty hunter that's tracking him for um, Giancarlo Esposito's character. Because, I think mean, you know, the, the Empire has to catch up with him. And they have well, to we, know, we know Fennec Shand also worked uh, for the Empire, and um, therefore there's, there's a connection right there. I mean, when you right. set something up like that, it's, it's got to pay off. Wait, which one's Fennec Shand? Uh, uh, Ming-Na Wen's character in, the, in yeah. episode five. Oh, right, right, right. Oh, she was... Oh well, she in the past, yeah, she had worked. Yeah, I see. So it's so it's like an empire, like following up on an old right fire connection. Yeah. And um, all right, yeah, yeah. I just think it's gonna be, yeah, maybe it is. Just we're gonna finally get that character. I do. I love your idea, Ben. Though I love the idea of the helmet comes off with Baby Yoda, and Yoda gets to see his true face, and there's a really mm-hmm. loving bond that grows from that. I I love that idea. Yeah. Nice. Huh. 
Yeah, because you could really go a lot of interesting ways with that after that. But I'd kind of like to see Baby Yoda sort of develop a little bit more too. Like, still can't talk, but like maybe you know, like has some more function instead of like they re, you know is is not completely um, vulnerable or something. I don't yeah. know. Play yeah. some sort of role. Is that good? Trying to lead um uh zero somewhere you know i mean like there was something going on there with the baby being there and not being there so starting to get a little take up a little bit of the of the mandalorian's abilities maybe yeah a little bit of cat and mouse or like know if you i don't know how hardcore into a song of ice and fire you are but there was a dunk and egg series where sort of like this this child who was royalty that went out and lived with this hedge knight um, who was Duncan the Tall, this like large, you know, tall hedge knight, and they had adventures together, and it sort of, it could mm. like maybe evolve into something like that. Mm. But yeah. uh, I'm also looking for him to leap like nine feet in the air because we know that species can do that. Yeah. That's true, and spin around. <laughs> and yeah, like, and uh, like, of course, you know, but he's just trying, just barely understanding his force powers now. I mean, it would be cool if he found a force user, like, like if that's ultimately where, like, he he needs to find like a. a something for this creature to have it have a life you know it'd be interesting if he sought out some jedi or heard a rumor about like a force wielder or something and went to them um but uh i don't know i'd I'd love to see you know yeah it could be like right like ahsoka tano is alive question mark um, right, but why wouldn't you just bring? Why wouldn't you just have like a cloaked Luke? You barely see his face, and right, right, off to him at the end of the series or something like that, and you and Luke brings him to either the Church of the Force or his temple or, or just yeah, yeah, that would somewhere. that would be it, right? That would yeah. be it. I mean, it got me thinking because like, so this was a, a New Republic um, prison ship. It was like, well, why don't you go to the New Republic? with it you know like we, i mean yes you're in a you're in a tight space but you've intercepted this thing mm. i don't i mean I, maybe you just don't trust the new republic or maybe he just feels like because he's possibly an ex-imperial that hasn't really been established except for i think in the pressers they said he was but like so maybe he's nervous about that but it's like why don't you go to some sort of you know the only authority there is in the galaxy with this creature and sort of figure it out yeah they didn't, they didn't say that he's a ex-imperial he just i think some people just noticed his his uh gauntlets uh, oh okay so that was us guessing yeah, yeah. Oh, just, right, right, right. um but yeah, i don't think they go there because it's like the the show is about the wild west and the outer rim you know and it's like right. you know, that's society civilization that's society this is the wilderness this is nature you know what i mean I, I don't think they go there yeah yeah, I mean, from a storytelling point of view, I'm just saying, like, the practical, like, wouldn't, you know, if you wanted what's best for this creature, like, why not go to, like, something that, but, you know, he, I mean, there's a lot of reasons why you wouldn't. Yeah, do I do think that, I think, I think the strangest part about the Disney era world building is that the New Republic was just kind of brushed over, and it, we covered a bit in comics, yeah. Uh, yeah. but for the most part, it's still largely just kind of void of, of information, we don't know. Yeah on over there i know all we know is like mon mothma like just she tried to establish this new order she wanted to completely demilitarize yeah. and this chaos is from too uh, right that's, yeah that's this is from yeah. 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 yeah and then there was a lot of infighting i mean a lot of you know that there was this sort of political nationalists you know um centrists and centrists populists. yeah, yeah. Centrist and populist agenda, um, yeah, and we know that, and that's you know, so there was infighting, and and that was pretty much it. So we don't really know where it was headed. We don't know what the the main story was, and um, yeah, but uh, here we are. Aftermath, and we have bloodline, but uh, 
Yeah, yeah. No, I would love to have yeah. seen it on screen at some point, but you know, whatever. At this point, we're we're pushing forward. Um, anything well, else? You can always go back and fill things in. <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of room. Yeah, uh, that's all I got. Yeah, that's it. Uh, great episode. Can't wait for yeah, yeah. Uh, can't wait for the next one. Uh, which will be next Wednesday, actually. So um, we're gonna we're gonna cover that one then, and um, and hope to have a drop. So not the usual Friday drop. It's gonna be uh, Wednesday um, next week for the Mando. Yeah, we'll have other things to talk about. <laughs> at the yeah, we have some other things as well. Um, so yeah. Uh, all right. Great job. All right, we got two comics to talk about this week. We have uh, the finale of Target Vader and the finale of Dr. Aphra. Um, let's do it that way. Let's talk about Target Vader first. Um, by Thompson, Landini, DeSalvo, Dorati, Manone, Rosenberg, Karamanga, and Klein. Here's my real short write-up. Uh, Valance double-crosses everyone and saves his people. However, more importantly, he punches Dengar right in the face. <laughs> I love your stories. <laughs> uh, I knew Not this would be very kill. happy. I was like, this is going to make Adam very happy, this, last, this, this yes. final panel. Yeah. Oh, man. Um, for, for a series that was, to, in my opinion, fine, but, you know, not I, it's not going to be super memorable. There's a lot of Dengar getting punched in the face, so I should be a lot more excited about this. Oh, man. Yeah. He should actually cover his face. That's the only part that's not covered, but, like... Yeah. It, for the beating that he's getting. Yeah. So this was uh, an interesting arc, like six issue storyline where we get Valance originally hunting Vader and then eventually not teaming up with Vader, but almost utilizing the full power of the empire to bring down an old rival. Uh, that was the, the Raider, the Raider uh, kind of group known as the hidden hand that, that uh, I guess, massacred his village or, or raided his village and so therefore he has this vendetta against them uh and uh this final issue he finally gets revenge he brings the, the empire right to their doorstep and yep. uh, that that was i thought that was fun i thought it was cool that valance was playing you know everyone in the game and yeah. uh and uh punching dengar at the end was like the cherry on top agreed <laughs> yeah it was fun it was it was entertaining i think you could have probably done it in four issues um but yeah, it's 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 fine. I got I got nothing. I you know that's I feel like I'm I'm damning it with faint praise, right? Like like, yeah. It was a fun read, but I don't, I don't have a lot to say one way or the other, to be honest. A lot of ambitious parallel action that yeah. was not not yeah. Silence of the Lambs level. So therefore, it's like it's just it's like I can't. It's hard to do parallel action when it's like just done for parallel action's sake. I, I don't know how to say that other than like, yeah. I don't no, know. I, I get that. It's yeah. used all the time. And I feel like that yeah. was, I kind of bumped up against some of the pillow action stuff because I was like, what's at stake? This is at stake. Oh, but they're not there. Okay. Like I just, I just registered everything and just clocked it. I didn't really like feel the tension in the parallel action. Yeah. It's interesting. I feel like if Valance is going to play a bigger role in the post empire uh, world that we're going to be living in shortly in the comics, um, they need to do some work re reintroducing him. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that's. Um, I think. Well, I think they are going to reintroduce them. I think it's back next week. <sighs> yeah, <laughs> these issues have basically been a lead up to a reintroduction of balance, and he, I yeah. think he'll be kicking around with like the the OT uh, uh, characters, right? So you think he's going to be in so. the new Star Wars run? 
Well, he's definitely going to be. So next week is the, I think it's, uh, was it Empire Ascendant? Ascend? Yeah. Um, yeah. There's a story in that collection with him and Han that's set like either right before, I think right before Empire. Oh, how do you know that? What is this Empire Ascendant? Because like there's an Afro one too, right? Yeah, so it's it's just a single shot comic that's going to have stories that uh, deal with kind of all the ongoing issues that are ending. So there's an Afro story, there's a Vader story, and there's a I think a Han and and Valance story, and maybe a Luke mm. and Leia story or something like that. So oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoyed this for just like, getting a little more background on Balance to seeing that sure. established. In I mean, it's kind of a classic story. Pretty sad, like how maimed this guy is. Like when you see him on like his weird spindly robot legs, you're just like, oh, it's like really sad. He's, he's yeah, as much you know, like a husk of a man, just like just like uh, Vader, but in like a sort of more pathetic form. Yeah, I always feel like the power of balance is maybe hiding his cybernetics. I think that's like the power of that character. Whereas whereas Vader is overtly cybernetic. It's like I thought, yeah. Balance would be a nice foil in that in that vintage Marvel issue when he's first introduced, just called The Hunter, I believe, which I think was released last week as a kind of a facsimile yeah. something. Uh, he hides the fact that he's a cyborg for the entire issue until the very end, where, his, where just a, a blaster comes out of his arm. And, uh, right. and, it's, a, it's, and he's, it's a pivotal like device to change the story or like, you know, to change the, the odds of the moment. And I feel like that's. There's power to that. I think there's something interesting about that. But when he's just full on machine, and he's kind of this pulpy action hero. It's kind of just and 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 also good heart. Like Han and Balance are like these good hearted, kind of sh- like heroic characters before A New Hope. And it's just it's kind of or, or Han, especially in the solo, solo movie. I always thought you can give these characters a little bit more of an edge. I feel like uh, right. Balance and Han can both have a, a, a little bit more of an edge, especially Han before a new hope. Like he can be edgy and darker and, and, uh, and selfish, you know, like there's, there's so much to Han that I feel like was left behind uh, when, when they, when they address solo and things like that. And, and balance, I feel like he should be a far darker character. And this comic yeah, right. kind of puts him as a hero. It kind of was like the, the solo effect for this character. Mm. Yeah, that's really interesting. And you've talked about where we've talked about this before, Grant, where you're sort of like the, I don't know, the 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 concept of the the person that has lost their legs, been like maimed and like done all these things. And it's like, I don't know, it's like, do they turn bad or does it make them stronger? Or do they go, you know, are they inspiring or are they damaged? You know, like what what way do you go with that character? Right. And um, yeah, they haven't. I mean, I guess they're going more on the inspiring side. He's just. He's just this really tragic character, and I guess he's got this ethos. I just don't really get balance. Yeah, it, it doesn't make sense. Almost, it's kind of off. Yeah, no, they they haven't done a real, real good introduction, right? We we saw him in in the Tie Fighter series a little bit, and then we've jumped forward what fifteen years, right? Whatever. I don't know. So, so it's it's odd, especially because it's old canon, and and they're playing around a lot with what's happened. So I I don't have a good feel for this character either yeah. yet. But he's, we'll he's an there. imperial grunt that gets like smoked all the time, but like yeah, does never gives up on the empire. And uh, I don't just, I don't like that doesn't resonate with me. Like you know he wasn't like he was a well respected Tie Fighter pilot, but he got you know but he got shot down you know, and then he like and then he got demoted, and then he like then he lost more of his life like. I don't know. It'd be interesting. To, it was interesting to see that Mimban was where you know he got zorched, and I'm yeah. more, I'm curious, you know, with the timing on that, if 
if we're going to see with Han, with the Han story, if they they go back, because it seems like they were on that planet, mm-hmm. say in the same battle. Uh, I'm sure they ran into each <clears throat> other or something. Yeah, there'd be like a nice little like uh, um, foxhole scene. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, I, don't know. I, I, just... hate, I hate to continue nitpicking balance, but I feel like who's <laughs> mainly just a comics character at this point. It hasn't been brought into the you know the grander yeah. story in any real way. But um, he has a very clear recollection of his memories, which I was like, he's this is a guy who's been blown up a hundred times. He right. like can remember mining in the tunnels with his father. Like he has all these clear memories of his past. I was like, the one thing I think you can play with with this character is his memories and. Uh, like like a triple zero to a degree, I, I uh, yeah has some of this story design in his character where it's like the memories are he has all these kind of bizarre memories that pop up at different times and it triggers him to do certain things and changes his motivations and it's like I feel like you could you could do something very interesting with yeah. that sort of storytelling with balance. Agreed. Hey, you said triple zero, so let's talk about Afra. Let's do, right. it. let's do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, all right. So this is uh, Dr. Afra number 40, A Rogue's End, uh, written by Sperrier. Uh, uh, Wingard is the artist. Uh, Lofridge is the colorist. Uh, Karamanga's letter. Uh, Witter cover artist. Um, and Terry and Rachel Dodson uh, did the greatest moment variant cover. Um, so for this, uh, let's just cut into a little summary here. Um, having shared her knowledge of the rebel base with Darth Vader, Afra leads the Dark Lord and his search team to the ice-capped mountains of Tython. Declaring the rebel base is buried under the ice, Afra guides Vader and his soldiers into the frozen passageways of a Force temple from a bygone era. Era Inside the booby-trapped maze of icy tunnels, and with assistance from BT-1 and Triple Zero, Afra uses her wits, tech skill, and tech skills to betray Vader and stymie the Imperial search for the true location of the rebel base. Well summarized. Perfect. Yeah, yeah so without Afra. uh... Empire Strikes Back would have ended very differently. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I guess, yeah. She could have, have let him found, right there. And then, yeah, yeah before yeah. they got set up, which was, I mean, yeah, big big lore um, thing there. Also, uh, Tython, does that um, ring a bell to either of you guys? I did play the Knights of the Republic role-playing game for three weeks, so I do know what Tython is. Oh, so what is it there? Because I didn't yeah, play that. that I know it from it's it's yeah. the it, well in Legend. Well, I guess now it's canon, but in Legends, it was like the original homeworld of the Jedi. Of the, of the Jedi, yeah. There's yeah. I'm reading the the Path of the Jedi book right now, sort of uh-huh. intermittently, and yeah, they talk. They're like the the Jedi started on Tython, but it has it, it's, it's canonizing it now. Uh, like analysis canonical because uh, it hasn't been I don't think it's been written or spoken before in the new canon yeah I mean did she, they she didn't say that it was the original though she just said it was a you know a early temple yeah right. I mean but it would be cool if that was revealed and it's nice that it is a planet yeah. um, also Borderlands uh three when you, know, you have to read the things isn't that Tython as well is that a nod to Star Wars there's a Typhon, T O P H. Yeah, I think it's Typhon. I don't think it's Typhon. All right, cool. Um, random aside. Yeah. Uh, Can we was, talk about the uh, confessional? Yes, oh, please. Please. Yeah. I'm dying to talk about this. Um, Go so, for yeah. it. Mostly that was just my way to get Grant to talk about the confessional. Yes. <laughs> and ready to go to hear his take. Yeah. As as we're getting this kind of long uh, confessional voiceover monologue uh, from uh, Afra throughout the entire issue, yeah. she's it's also her game plan to get Vader 
uh, trapped in this kind of ancient confessional booth, not booth, but I guess it's like a little chamber yeah. uh, that's, that's lined with kyberite, which yes, is essentially kyberite. Yeah. a force nullifying mineral, I guess. And, and it, it gotta be a Superman reference. Like it's, it's essentially kryptonite. Right. Yeah, and the yeah. phrase, phrasing is super interesting where they're like, she's like, uh, it's it eclipses his power. Like yeah. when it's nullifying the force, when it's nullifying Vader's force power, it's eclipsing the power, which I thought was really interesting because it's like Superman. that's like taking away the sun from Superman. Right. Oh, I see. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's called Kyberite. That's, you know, very close to kryptonite. Um, yep. So clearly a Superman reference. I don't know if I want that to play in the long run and that to be no. like a, like a Yuzong Vong type device that people use. But um, really interesting that she traps him in there with his own thoughts and his own regrets and his sins and all this kind of stuff where he's contemplating and uh, and 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 just really, really interesting. Uh, I also love that. um uh, some of the dialogue that she she's kind of she's speaking to herself for the most part throughout this issue. Well, yeah, but, she's uh, leaving a recording for yeah for her right. Right. That's right. That's yeah, right. Her, yeah, yeah. Her father and her ward and uh, and then Tovin, right? And that's no, yeah. Because she brought them all together, you know. Yeah, told them to themselves, yeah. like her three like friends. She sort of brought them together to help each other, and knew Tolvin will would you know help her father and help um her friend there. Um, um, yeah. yeah. I mean, I thought it was like really flowery prose. Like it was this yeah. like love letter to the whole Afra run. Yeah. Uh, callbacks to everything and everything she's done and the people she's met and who she is as a person, which is this really sort of interesting thing. She's always been a self, you know, reflective character. Um, can't get out of her own way. But um, I, I, yeah, I mean, the, the, the two takeaways I got was one was like, it was just beautifully written. It was this like really thoughtful, flowery, like poem to herself and to Afro, which is great, which is, you know, meta, but um, awesome. Yeah. And then how she just like punked Vader. Just, yeah. Like, Vader yeah. brought Vader to his knees like casually. And she, you know, she didn't kill him. But you wonder if she could. She was like, nah, I know. Like, I know what happens if I get too close. Like, she stayed, kept her distance, didn't do the coup de gras. Yeah. But, like, she yeah. probably could have designed a thing or two, you know. It, it almost destroyed both droids in doing it. Yeah. But uh, she just punked him. And he was like, I'm not going out like that, you know. And Yeah. yeah I love that. So when she does trap him in that confessional, this <laughs> confessional booth, she actually speaks some, like, ancient language to act it Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was crazy. She like gave like this word like wow. It's yeah. true. But I, also the best line in the entire series is don't pick a fight with an archaeologist in a spooky old ruin and don't wage war against a tech criminal if you're half a machine. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I wrote that down. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That is a nice little victory lap for the last <laughs> you know issue yeah. of this comic. Yeah, and you realize like wow, she was not defenseless against this guy. Nope. Yeah. As much yeah. as he terrified her, she was I mean, he's kind of in her wheelhouse. Yeah, so we also talk about kind of weighing the soul of Vader and Kylo, you know, whenever we're discussing these films. And I feel like there's a line that just plays directly to that in this issue where she goes, uh, I guess maybe that's the true measure of life, isn't it? It's not how folks judge you, not how the galaxy weighs you on some dumb binary scale. Mm -hmm. It's whether or not you can live with yourself. Yeah. With your choices. And I think that was like, that's something we should take into account. I mean, like this yeah. is a beautiful way to reflect on that. Definitely. Um, 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I got that same line as you with the don't pick a fight with an archaeologist or a techie. Or, I love that yeah. line. Um, I just, I mean, it's, it's so nice. I read so many comics where, you know, the series is going well and then clearly they, they, they find out they have two issues to wrap everything up. Right. And you can just, yeah. I could feel it when I'm reading the last issue of a comic that got canceled. You can just tell like suddenly they have to kind of readjust and this clearly they knew this was coming, right? Like they knew that there was going to be an end and obviously there's not, it's beginning again in a couple months, but they need, they knew they needed to wrap up this entire 40 issue run. And this felt like a perfect cap to it. Like it just felt like yeah. it, it just brought everything together. Yeah. I, I, I it kind of had a mythological ending with this, when it's just Afra and triple uh, zero's head. It feels like almost like Mimir's head from like Norse Bethal. It feels like yeah. a mythological <laughs> ending. And I was like, Oh, this is beautiful. This is a perfect ending. Yeah. For this and flying uh, off literally well, into the sun. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, also had shining vibes throughout this. A lot of labyrinth time yeah. episodes in yeah, comics this week. <laughs> I was like, there's a lot of mazes going on. Yeah. But um yeah. So, so I so looking ahead, um I'll I'll actually give you a little boundary on this question. Feel free to break it if you'd like. In the in in going forward, we're gonna get more Afro. We get Afro, I think, number one coming out in I think February. Um, do we want her next run to be intersecting with the empire and with our characters or do we want her kind of out being a rogue archaeologist out in the unknown regions i would uh, definitely the latter for me i want to see you know she is this tool that can show us this really interesting part of the galaxy and i think if she's caught up with you know our heroes it's just going to mire her in the same old sort yeah. of you know storyline but I mean, I mean what they, if they she's the one who finds what if she's the one who finds Thrawn? Oh, that would be interesting. But like, would she uh, care? Why would yeah. she care? Uh, who knows? But she might get sucked into it, right? Just by doing, you know, searching out there in the in wild space. I don't yeah. know. Thrawn would really like her. Yeah. You know, would definitely find a way. But you, they would be a real odd couple because you have this one sort of like really practical calculated person and this sort of like total loose cannon with no yeah. you know but both obsessed with art and right. with with the artifacts art and meaning yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she's just good at it and she just knows it but is she obsessed i mean she seems obsessed with money and yes um, and like yeah. and, and 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 you know not having any responsibility and it's just she grew up chasing you know running through tombs and so that's her vehicle sure. sort of yep. get what she wants yeah, she's on that. She's the search for knowledge type character as well. So she's clearly going to be searching the galaxy for ancient sites and, and temples and things like that, and unlocking yeah. more secrets and mysteries of the Force. But uh, we do know the writer is going to be Alyssa Wong, and the artist will be a Marika Cresta. Yeah, cool. So I love that uh, we're getting uh, two two female uh, artists on this next one. So that's I'm super excited for that telling because yeah. I just think it'll be different and exciting and. Um, uh, and I, mean, I and I loved Spurrier's run. Yeah, I love Spurrier as well. But I feel like he he said everything he needed to say with the character. It's it's a good time to to hand it off to someone else. Um, yeah. I, I do hope she does kind of do her own thing in in the next run. But um, I'm open to her, you know, bumping into the the original trilogy crew. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, it'd be nice to have a little like crossover every ten or so episodes or whatever. You know, if that if that's going to happen, that's fine. But. I, I would like her. Yeah. I mean, obviously tomb raiding is, is her thing and that's great. I, I would like to see her change and evolve a little bit, 
you know, she's done, I feel like this whole run, it's been the same shtick. Like I can't get out of my way and I keep like messing the stuff up. Like I'd like to see her maybe learn a couple lessons and evolve and change as a person. Is that sad and boring or is that like interesting? It's growth. Like, cause let's keep this character around for a long and healthy life. But like, let's, you know, like she's so interesting. She's very, you know, she's evil Indiana Jones, you know, or, or scrupulous Indiana Jones. Like she could really well, do really cool things like keep chasing down these, but maybe have some sort of like, maybe she finds some sort of purpose, you know, or she has a goal actually. That's not just, you know, a 20 year old wanting to like sip my ties on a beach, you know, on a beach planet somewhere. Right. Like maybe not. Yeah, not to invoke the specter of Kingdom of the Crystal Skull, but like, <laughs> like, is that what we want after if we if we flash forward to Doctor Afra thirty years in the future? Do we want this sad old woman who has all life regrets and no connections? Right? Probably, right, probably yeah, not. No, like, like, no. yeah. Like maybe it's something. Maybe her dad like passes away, and she realizes like, oh, she really does have a passion for archaeology all this time, and throws herself into it, and was like, oh no, you know, and. Yeah. Maybe she does get swept up in the rebellion and it's like, I, I can use this for good or or the Chiss ascendancy. You know, maybe that's yeah. it. She it, it, even higher power than the um, than, you know, or a higher mission than the, the rebellion would make sense mm-hmm. for her character. And it's like, you know, Thrawn's like, oh, no, there's this other thing and I need your help um, figuring this out. That'd be pretty yeah. simple. Yeah, I have two story pitches for you guys. I think it could be, so I always loved the Star Forge in the Knights of the Republic games. That kind of mm-hmm. like an alien super weapon that's similar to yeah, the Death Star, yeah. but just built by a completely different civilization a long time ago. Uh, we've seen her raid temples. We've seen her, you know, stumble across artifacts and shops. We've seen her, uh, you know, just a bunch of kind of temple raiding, you know, simple temple raiding, things like that. But this would be like a giant you know, ancient mega structure that she could have happened upon. And, and the fate of that mega structure could be this whole offhanded story that has nothing to do with the original trilogy or, or the sequel trilogy. And that could be interesting if she's trying to keep that power away from people. Um, that could be a fascinating storyline. Also, I wouldn't mind her like being a mentor type figure, not only to Vulata, but maybe like you bring in DJ, maybe she taught DJ everything. <laughs> last uh, like, that would be fascinating. Like that. Yeah, I could totally see her pounding around younger. the younger DJ. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That's all I got. I like it. I like them both. Cool. Yeah. Well, great runs, and I'm looking forward to the next iteration for both of these. All right, and this is the segment where we talk about resistance. And this week we have episode ten, uh, Kaz's Curse. And <laughs> the, the basic summary is Kaz is cursed, but not really, but maybe. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's right. That's that's the summary. That's about right. I'm guessing yeah. not cursed. Um again, it's like we're dealing with these like heavy issues and we're like talking about the Mandalorian and like yeah. really enriched, you know, experiences and then we're even the comics were so heavy and like detailed and then it, this is a this is everything's for kids but this show's really for kids. So. Oh yeah, very very much for kids. Yeah. Um, so it's the concept of curses they're dealing with. He gets cursed after a really good run of luck on the old uh craps table or whatever yeah. the equivalent is in Star Wars um by uh by another Nikto, another Nikto pirate curse like and we don't know if that was a joke or if he was kidding or if he really believes in know. curses. Uh, all I know is it's odd to let your 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 protagonist the kids show uh start out by gambling <laughs> right <laughs> there's been back-to-back gambling in this show yeah uh, interesting well, they are bored it's right they went from a casino to here yeah. like wonder if there's someone who's just a fan um, of gambling there 
Yeah. You gotta fit in those Canto Bite references. You gotta like still build out that world building that just happened, you know? Yeah. I guess, but it's like, wouldn't they have learned their lesson from their bad experience in a in a like a casino? I don't know, maybe not. Maybe he was like, you know what? Gambling does pay. So, anyways, <laughs> it did pay again for him. Yeah, that is kind of odd. I see what, I see what you're thinking there. It's like, yeah, yeah they just they just had a run in with a yeah. You know, they almost yeah. like all like got into indentured servitude for the rest of their lives. <laughs> um, but he was like, you know what? I'm going to test my luck again. And sure enough, it works good out. Comes from gambling. I think that's the moral. That's yeah, true. No, I think the moral is everything good comes from gambling. You <laughs> also the gambling. moral is buy a copy of The Secret, read it, and live by it. <laughs> Because it's just about positive thinking and not and not getting in your head and not and not thinking you're cursed, but whatever. Yeah, um, well, that's a valuable yeah, lesson. I mean, that's so, true. It's you know, that pirate that negative stuff. I'm almost certain that's uh, Jim Cummings doing the voice, so it sounds like uh, Hondo. But I was like, is that Hondo? I was like, what? It sounds like Hondo. Hmm. Oh, of the um the Nikto pirate. Yeah, the Nikto. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it did sound here like that. Him. I didn't even so, really get that. Maybe uh, else. Wow, that's yeah. speciesists, I think, of you. Anywho, um, yeah, so there was a moral to the story. And um, other things that happened uh, were that there we saw the Guavian Death Gang, which is very cool. That was yeah, the was antagonist. Cool. Yeah. Um, they are scary, um, but uh, not the best pilots, um, at least not <laughs> compared to the uh, Aces. It was good to see, actually, I was worried in this that the Aces were going to get their butt kicked again because, like, yeah, they, I feel like they haven't had a real good outing, despite the calling themselves aces. Um, and uh, yeah, they actually banded together. Kaz showed off some skills. He pulled it together when he believed in himself. Um, and mm-hmm. um, and they had some good good moves, and they 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 won the day. Yeah, um, and that's uh, that's what I got out of this lovely little episode. Yeah. There were some fun space battles. Guavi Death Games, awesome. Mika Gray popped up for uh, a yes. bit. That's uh, fine. Yeah. All right, that's all I got. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was a little bit of a spiritual director here, and um, yeah, she helped teach Kaz this lesson. She's also sort of yeah, she has a side hustle. Yeah. She's, you know, I mean, it's they are on a very small platform, and when you are in a small area that's rural with bored people, uh, they start believing in curses and stuff. It makes a lot of sense, and she's preying on that. But I'd love to see her abilities as a relic hunter. Um, used more in the future the oh, i'd love, I love yeah. a one-off episode with that character just to go a bit more into her past maybe like she has some interesting tattoos on her face like i just i really want to learn yeah about where she comes from and what her past is really something. yeah yeah They're great so we'll see if we see yeah. that uh looking ahead to next week has a niku sneak onto a first order refueling station so oh, that sounds and we're going to get a guest appearance by a character from the sequel trilogies so, oh, well, so that's, that's fun to listen to. So, we'll, so I'll tease that and we'll talk about that. All right. Yeah. So, okay. yes, yeah, rough schedule for next week. Big week in Star Wars. We're going to do um, we're going to drop our normal episode on Wednesday to coincide with the release of The Mandalorian. Um, I think we're going to do a Thursday drop um, of our Jedi Fallen Order wrap up a little special. Yeah episode of that you can um, uh, listen to that while you're waiting in line uh <laughs> at rise of skywalker and not skywalker. trying to get spoiled yep. put your earbuds in and just listen along and then yeah and then on friday we are going to drop our um our uh spoiler filled 
recap yes. of um of the rise of skywalker we're going to see it twice so we're going to have a short episode we think of our of first like immediate um response um between showings um and then we're going to see it again and then we're going to do our full episode recap and really get into it um probably yeah. struck out and a little overtired um but uh can't wait Best e- best thing that's gonna happen to me this year. I'm so excited for it. Very yeah, excited. Yeah. So a lot of content next week. Um, and uh can't wait to have you listen to it and experience it with you. Um, thanks as always for listening to us and uh may the force be with you. This is Grex Kondak signing off. For the latest breaking news, follow at Coreworld News on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you and good night. Remember, the force will be with you always. <laughs> <laughs>